It's time to preview and start making picks for week two of the NFL season. Our weekly six pack of picks plus the Thursday nighter, the Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks so much, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are one. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 at Prize Picks. All right, some good prize pickable games here on the <clears throat> schedule. Let's start in Buffalo, Matt, because this is a massively important football game for the Buffalo Bills, who came away Monday night, have a short week now, get to be home against the Las Vegas Raiders, who came out hot and won week one. And for those Buffalo Bills, they need a big bounce back here in week number two against a team that they should beat, and they are favored big against nine and a half points favored at home for the Buffalo Bills hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough assignment for the Raiders. I mean, to come all the way across country against a team that I don't want to say was embarrassed, but didn't live up to their recent high standards. I think the Bills bounce back big. I mean, I'm a little worried about their own line and getting Max Crosby uh, blocked is certainly an issue. And I do think the Raiders offense is quite good. You know, I mean, it's well above average and can hang around in this game. But I think the Bills are a couple of these teams like Kansas City, the Eagles, the Bills, the Bengals. I'm expecting bounce backs from them. The Bengals and Bills specifically are the teams that I I don't think you want to play Mm -hmm. this week. And I'm actually kind of disappointed looking at the FanDuel lines, by the way. All of our lines today brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, Nine and a half. It was so many points. I was like, oh, man, okay, I want to go Bills big here. There's a lot of points. So. It makes me not want to take the Bills in this game. It's pretty steep. Or, or really, it makes me not want to take either team because I don't believe Las Vegas is going and going to go in and beat the Buffalo Bills either. It's just a lot of points, so I might want to stay away from it. But I mean, you know, whether it's money line or whatever it is uh, in your pickums, I mean, the I think the Las Vegas Raiders might run into a little bit of a buzzsaw against the Bills, who cannot be happy about that performance. But again, it's a short week and. There are some reasons the Bills lost that football game. So, hey, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe the Las Vegas Raiders, the Jimmy G-led Raiders, we used to call him Jimmy W in San Francisco because all the wins. <laughs> he's got that magic. Maybe uh, maybe they do roll into Buffalo, and they'll be talking about the Raiders a little bit differently next week. Yeah. Uh, again, if I have to pick which, which we do, I will lay the points, but I would not touch this. I think the Raiders can hang around. I really do. Yep, and hanging around is enough. So I will take the points, but I don't love – I don't love it. <laughs> was I don't love the, it. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm trying to look it up right now, actually, to find what the latest is on Jacoby Myers because I mean he had a nice little game for uh, for I the Las Vegas Raiders. Protocol and he just has to go through the steps. Yeah, so I don't think you can have anything um, 
you know, as of Wednesday, still going through concussion protocol. So we'll see if he comes out of that on the other side and we'll find out um, when we get closer, which will absolutely help. And um, he played great. It, the thing is that I, the recipe that the New York Jets used to beat the Bills, I don't think the Las Vegas Raiders have the, the bullets on defense, mm-hmm. especially in the secondary. Like, are you going to go pick off? Josh Allen three times and Josh Allen knows I can't go throw three interceptions again. So I think that's why it's going to look a lot different. So, you know, I'm kind of waffling now, even on the nine and a half points, but keep it close Raiders. I think they can do that. Max Crosby, get home a couple times. Jimmy, find your weapons. Hopefully Jacoby Myers is playing and, you know, maybe the Raiders will be that chippy team here in 2023. About the San Francisco 49ers. They are one and O on the road at the surprisingly one and O Los Angeles Rams. Can the Rams keep it going and surprise another team that they were supposed to be well behind in the NFC West this year? And looking at the 49ers, I don't know if everything's going to go as perfect as it did in week one for them. Eight points the Rams are getting at home. That's a lot of points for a home dog to get, even against a good team, Matt. And I also got to ask you, Matt, about Puka Nakua. Uh, What do you think about him and your daily fantasy lineups on the waiver wire? Because... If he's going to get that Cooper Cup role and you got a, a really good quarterback and a really good coordinator, that's a role you want to have. And I want a piece of that in my fantasy leagues, whether the Rams win or not. Yeah, he is going to get the Cooper Cup role and he's going to get a lot of targets and a lot of it's schemed up. And as a player, a prospect, I thought he was more of a late round two, more like a round three draft pick but you know it's a deep receiver class and sometimes those guys fall and maybe his style wasn't for everybody and i think there were some injuries coming out of byu but i think he's a steal for the rams um i loved how stafford played in seattle and as long as he's healthy and doing his thing he's hard to play against but i think the niners are too hard to play against and i would think much like last week in pittsburgh which blew me away there's probably going to be a lot of Niners fans in that stadium in LA as well. And I think their game translates to the road really well either way. I'm going to take the Niners here. I think they're the best team in the league right now. And when you talk about home dogs for the Los Angeles Rams, uh, what they call SoFi Stadium in LA is is Levi's Stadium South because the 49ers oh, fans yeah. show up. So that home field advantage is not even there. So Touchdown plus, can the Niners win this one? I think they should. I think they will. So I'm actually going to uh, take the 49ers and give away those eight points against the Los Angeles Rams because the 49ers answered every question I had about them in week one, except for one, and that was at right tackle. And there's no TJ Watt on the other side. There's Aaron Donald, but there's no TJ Watt coming from the outside. So, um, and even then, that wasn't enough for the for the Steelers. So, yeah, g- give me that offense. Give me the Brock Purdy magic against the the Rams by eight plus points. I feel pretty confident about this one. I mean, frankly, if they if they played this a week ago, is this line 10, 11? You know what I mean? Yeah, and actually, I'm a little bit surprised. Like, so the the Bills Raiders line we talked about. I think the the bounce back effect is factored in here. There's not as much of that in this one. Like, I think mm. there's a little bit of like, okay, this is the Rams, they're they're not as bad as we thought they were. Um, and and I think they might come down back to earth. So, you know, some elasticity there for the Rams. Yeah, I, I tend to think so too. I mean, 
The Niners are just, I am not betting against the Niners. I can promise you that. It's, it's hard to bet against the 49ers right now. We'll see if they come back down to earth a little bit. But, man, too much talent both sides of the ball. And, and really, that quarterback question was like, okay, was it, is Purdy really the guy? He's the guy. He's <laughs> the guy. They yep. believe in him, too, man. So, all right. Um, next, we got Bears, Bucks, Colts, Texans, Battle of the Rookie Quarterbacks, Giants, Cardinals, Commanders, Denver Broncos, and, of course, Thursday Nighter, Vikings at Philadelphia Eagles. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides you with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides those five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind. So no matter where you are, if, if during a pandemic, that could be helpful, right? Or if you're just out camping with the family you don't have cell phone reception be prepared for some emergencies that could happen in life and jace medical is simple they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care don't get caught unprepared save more than 360 dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with jace medical plus an additional 20 dollars off by using code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code locked on. All right, taking a look at our Sunday six-pack, Matt, and uh, game number three of our six-pack is the Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa favored by three points at home. And, Matt, as bullish I was on the Bears coming into the 2023 season, uh, I didn't like at all what I saw on the field from them. And a little bit worrisome in the preseason and very worrisome in week one, offensive line wasn't as good as I thought. The use of the playmakers that were upgraded in the offseason, Justin Fields' ability to see it and, and let it rip, all of the above, and, and the defense wasn't doing much either, which was something that they were going to have to be a lot better at. So I don't know if I can say after one week and overreact and be all the way out on the Chicago Bears, but going on the road and beating a a decent football team is something that I can't project at this point. So I'm giving up the three points at home for the Bucs. Yeah. And on the flip side, almost like the Rams, the Bucs, this sounds like I'm putting them down, but looked like a professional football team in week one where I didn't think the Rams and Bucks necessarily would. I mean, I thought it's you know massive rebuild time, but you have the Staffords and Donalds and Evans and Vita Veyas and Levante Davids of the world out there on these two teams. And they've won a lot of football games lately. Like we can say they're tanking. The front office can punt for the season, but the players go out there and try to win like crazy. And the Bucks probably have more good players than the Bears right now and certainly have more success lately. I imagine it's still early in the year. Is heat going to be an issue in a Florida game? And more than anything, I just hated what the Bears showed us yesterday, really, or last week on both sides of the ball. So three seems a lot for me for the Bucs to give anybody, but I'm going to. And if we're talking hot seats, by the way, which we did yesterday, I think the Bears, you might start looking at that situation like, okay, yeah. new coach, new quarterback, if things continue to go in this direction. And if it does continue to go in that direction for the Bears, then um, you know, you're talking about a high pick that makes those decisions a little bit different come the offseason time as far as the quarterback goes. Now, I still believe, I mean, the talent's there for 
for fields. You know, you could throw out week one, but I, at this point now, I'm going to start needing to see it from fields in the Bears offense where yes. project it in the offseason and you can let your mind run off and, and project, you know, that year three breakout that we've seen from quarterbacks. And um, but I, I did not see what I wanted to see in week one. That's for sure. So I'm going to need to see it before I start believing again in the Bears. Exactly. I mean, show me some legit NFL passing and, you know, more yeah. than the fluky stuff. And he didn't run that great, you know. Well, he, so, they didn't. That was what was weird is they were just kind of forcing short stuff, but they uh-huh. didn't force anything short to the best new player they got in DJ Moore. He got two targets. Yeah. Uh, when it was open downfield, Fields didn't see it or was just kind of skittish and was running around. The offensive line wasn't as good as it we th- I thought it was going to be coming into the year. It's kind of just all bad all around. And, you know, scheme-wise, it didn't. I don't know if you saw JT O'Sullivan's breakdown of uh, – the field's performance no. in the game, but he was kind of ripping the offensive coordinator a lot in that one. There was there were some bad looks. Um, I, I can believe it. Yeah, offense. but again, they can get it right. There's plenty of time to get it right. A lot of a lot of season left, but now I got to see it. And by the way, almost disrespectful to the Bucks to call them the Rams as far as roster goes, player for player. They don't have as good of a quarterback. There's no Aaron Donald necessarily, but there's still a lot of good talent on the Bucks. So maybe we'll oh, there are yeah. a little bit too hard. So yeah, giving up those three points in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week two. How about yeah, this? We good. good. Okay, so we got uh, C.J. Stroud and the Texans that are hosting Anthony Richardson and the Indianapolis Colts in week two. And it is the Colts on the road favored by one point. I mean, this isn't going to be an AFC championship preview or anything of that nature, but this is fun. You know, this is two really highly drafted quarterbacks playing twice this year and maybe twice a year for 20, you know, for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, that's exciting. Maybe it's the beginning of a new rivalry. I thought the Colts played a lot better than the Texans in week one. And I don't want to overreact to one game, but the Colts were harder to play against. I thought the Texans looked overwhelmed against a Ravens team that I wasn't that impressed with. So I'm going to take the Colts on the road. And I think their run game translates to the road pretty well. And they have the Leonard's and Buckner's and those type of guys too, that have been around the block. That's kind of that Buccaneer conversation. I'm good the other way. I'm going to take the one point. I'm going to take the one point and go Texans because I think this game is close enough and it's hard to project what uh, what things will look like with a rookie quarterback week to week. I didn't like how much Anthony Richardson got hit and put himself in harm's way. I think that's just bad overall for the offense. And while it didn't look great for the Texans, I thought they they played they played in a way that they'll be able to keep some games close, especially when they're not outmatched, you know, by a, by a team like they were with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. So. I like the Texans here, and I'm going to take that okay. one single point with Houston at home. But that again, this is a popcorn game where it's like, all right, young quarterbacks, let's see what you got going head to head. Something that hopefully these quarterbacks are both good. We see for a decade to come. Yeah, I mean, last year would be like, ah, eh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really going to pay attention to this game. This year, I don't... can't wait to watch it. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, I flip on Colts Texans in 2023 a heck of a lot faster than I flipped on Colts Texans really any time in the last <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. Years. Since Andrew Luck was there. Yeah. I was just going to say, since Andrew Luck was there. Luck versus right. Watson, yeah. All right, speaking about teams that need a bounce back, Matt, how about the New York Giants? And this is the perfect team to go face. On the road, uh, the Cardinals are giving up six points. No, the Cardinals are getting six points at home against the visiting New York Giants. Oh, I mean, nobody was worse than the Giants last year. And now they're going on the road and giving a team six points. Like, that's a hard one for me to swallow or put my – hard-earned money on but I still believe the Cardinals are the worst team in the league 
I'll take the points, though. I mean, we weren't especially kind to Daniel Jones yesterday, but that's a playoff team a year ago. I'm really torn on this one. I wouldn't touch it. I'm just going to take points. As unkind as I, I hope Daniel Jones listened to that podcast and uh, and that gets him amped up for this game because uh, I still believe in some of the talent that the Giants have and Brian Dable yeah. and look Daniel Jones might not be the best quarterback in the NFC but he's better than Joshua Dobbs and so um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean there's no way I can take the Cardinals right now anything less than a touchdown so yeah New York Giants bounce back they're going to put up some points this week even though they didn't last week and maybe even make up for it and get all the points they were supposed to get last week on top of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving up those six points. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird six pack of picks here as far as some of these lines, but I'm going to take the road favorite again here with the, uh, with the New York giants at Arizona. I think I might switch it. I'm just sitting here thinking if they just give the ball to Barkley and Jones has eight design runs, how do they block Thibodeau and Lawrence? And that might be enough to win by a touchdown or more. You know, I mean, the Cardinals are really that bad. It I'll reminds me a little bit yeah. of that Texans and Baltimore game from last week. You know, it's yeah. like, you can be not even on your game. You should be able to run the ball, put it in the end zone, and, and not be too threatened by the other team's offense. So that's why I like the uh, okay. The yeah, yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way too. Okay, next, one more. The final pick of our Sunday six pack, which is commanders at Denver Broncos. And then Thursday night football preview, the Minnesota Vikings trying not to go. zero and two at the Philadelphia Eagles next today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by prize picks, daily fantasy made easy prize picks is super simple to play. All you do is you make up, you take, uh, you pick two players or more and you pick more or less on their projected stats at prize picks. And then you make your entry in less than 60 seconds. It couldn't be easier. A couple taps and you are away. And you could turn $10 into $250 in just those few taps by making your picks. Pick two to six players, go more than or less than their projected stats. For example, uh, Odell Beckham, more than or less than 50 yards. Josh Allen, uh, I don't think the more than less than interceptions is going to be three this week, but uh, maybe you think he might throw the ball to his own team in the end zone a little bit more. Josh Allen, you know, more than or less than one and a half passing touchdowns. You can find tons of those to play and there's weekly specials. There's taco Tuesdays every single week at prize picks. All you got to do is go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the app or go to, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL at sign up for a first deposit match up to $100 at prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Here we go. Washington commanders. They are on the road at the Denver Broncos, Denver trying to uh, get in the win column this year under Sean Payton started a little bit slow and um, it's they they played slow all last year, Matt. So at some point, the Denver Broncos have to start showing us a little bit something, right? And um, they're still favored, though, by three and a half points, despite that at home. Um, I was hoping to, I was hoping there would be fewer points, less than a I field goal half. on the yeah. Denver side. So this one's actually really tough. I'm interested to hear what you think about the commanders at Broncos. It's a stay away from me. And I know this bit me in the butt last week, but... 
I'm a big believer in betting at Denver at home the first two weeks of the season because of the altitude, because of the fatigue. And I know I lost that, but the last 25 years of betting history says it's a good bet. So if I had to take one, I would take Denver. But I just said I hate that .5 on there, that three and a half. I mean, if it was two and a half, I'd gladly take the Broncos. I think this is a field goal game one way or another. Just talked about the Cardinals. They hung around more with Washington than I would have liked. And we t- and if they really are the worst team in the league, are they just bad teams? And and that's also kind of true for Denver Raiders. You know, we saw Denver Raiders last week. We saw Commanders Cardinals. Are we just going to look back and be like, those are four really bad teams? That might be the end of it right there. At the yeah, end of that conversation. Yeah. But uh, I, I do like Denver at home here. And, and even though it's three and a half points, I might wait and hope that the, some money comes in on the commanders and, mm-hmm. you know, look at that fan duel on, on Sunday morning and then maybe get a field goal or two and a half points instead that I'm definitely liking that Broncos side a little bit more. But we look at Sam Howell and the Washington commanders offense and, and how they played against the Cardinals. That game was too close to my liking against the worst team by far, I think in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to be traveling to a tough place to play uh, against yes. a, a team that should be well-coached and uh, a team that might be a little bit angry about dropping week number one. And then you got Sertan, you know, knocking out one of your weapons if you're mm-hmm. if you're Sam Howell. And so uh, I, I just don't like that combination of things for the commanders. So don't love it, but give me the Denver Broncos and I'll give up those three and a half points. I also, think there's a really good chance Jerry Judy returns and they could have used him bad last week. It's one thing I'm noticing around the league, too. It's not so much that teams are adding big-time weapons every year and all of a sudden become undefendable, but mm-hmm. I think having numerous weapons is so massive. Like, uh, we talked in the offseason about the the Miami Dolphins offense, and we're like, hey, who's the number three guy with after Hill and Waddle? And we saw um, River Craycraft, like, catching balls like yeah. crazy for him, right? And, like, at least it worked for him. And luckily, Ty, Ty Hill went crazy because he's a, a freak and a difference maker. But I think for a team like the Broncos, just to have one more playmaker, one guy that can separate. And for, for Judy's faults, and uh, yeah, I'd like to see him play stronger at the catch point, but he's one of the best separators still in the NFL. So just having him out there as someone who can get open and make a play and then maybe hit a seam and, and make a big catch and run as well, um, it makes a big difference for an offense. So, yeah, absolutely, if he's out there, that helps. I think that's a tremendous point. Something I wanted to bring up even earlier in the week, though, and I'm not contradicting what you said because I 100% agree with it. That And, and basically, want to piggyback off of what you said, I just don't want any skill guy out there that's not a threat. Everyone has to have, bring something to the table as a serious threat, not just, eh, he's easy to play against, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But I also think – go ahead. Oh, that, that was perfect. That was well said. Yeah. Better okay. guy than what I was trying to say. <laughs> and, and, and I also think, though, and I think we're seeing it this all of a sudden in Jacksonville with Ridley, that some of these young quarterbacks, when you give Hurts A.J. Brown, you give Tua Tyreek, you give Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, like a stud that you go outside the organization and trade for, that puts a really good prospect over the top as a great player. You know what I mean? That's a different conversation, but I think that's true too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y- y- difference makers and have threats everywhere, mm-hmm. ideally, is how you would draw it up. Yeah. And uh, the last one on Thursday our list, night, right? was six pack for this Sunday in week two, we've got the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles at home 
favored by a touchdown against those Minnesota Vikings. Again, we picked a six pack of picks that are that are difficult because of the lines for us to pick today. So we're kind of trying to talk through these. And for the Eagles, they absolutely should be favored. And I have not been, I actually picked the Minnesota Vikings to finish, finish last in the North this year. So I wouldn't be surprised by an 0-2 start. And then we might start hearing some Kirk Cousins to New York Jets conversations <laughs> yeah. uh, as well. So I've got to stay with the Eagles and seven points, Matt, I don't think is enough to, to talk me out of it. Can you talk me out of it? I don't think seven and a half would talk me out of it. I'm not sure eight and a half or nine and a half would talk me out of it. Again, I'm a believer that the Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, you know, the elite teams are going to kind of put their stamp on things. And especially with everyone looking at this, every all every eyeball in America on this one. I know the Vikings won 13 games, but I don't think they're nearly in the Eagles class. Um, I do want to mention a couple things on the Eagles defense, though. And the Kobe Dean is out. You know, they've they've gone through a lot of linebackers and safeties you know the the spine of the defense is a little soft and scary right now but I wanted to bring this up Monday I mean Jalen Carter might have been the best rookie in the whole league in week one he was everything advertised and more and I like the Vikings tackles but I don't love their interior line and we know Cousins isn't the most nimble I think the Eagles blow their doors off to be honest with you uh, two things I liked. One from the uh, the Minnesota Vikings side was the rookie Jordan Addison, and you know just proving like what like yeah. we talked about, proving that there's another weapon on offense that they didn't have last year, uh, besides Justin Jefferson. So that definitely helps. Uh, the The thing that worries me most about the Vikings is the defensive side of the ball. To be honest, I think the the offense is going to be fine. So maybe that's enough to keep this close. But um, I'm glad you brought it down. It was in my notes here about the Eagles because we hadn't talked about it at all. Jane Carter looked like the guy who was the number one prospect in the draft all along that we were talking about, right? And and he slid to the stinking Eagles, who are already so good everywhere. Right. And, um, you know, now I think there was a little awkwardness. New coordinators, both sides of the ball for the Philadelphia Eagles, but they were on the road at Bill Belichick's Patriots um, with a more well-coordinated offense there for the, the New England Patriots. And I think this is a lot better situation for them now in week two to have gone through some of those early season growing pains to try to figure things out a little bit uh, as it was early in that game, or actually uh, a little bit later in that game as the the Patriots kind of came back a little bit after a big 16, nothing lead for Philly and, um, and kept it close, but uh, seven points at home. Yeah. Give me those Philadelphia Eagles over the Minnesota Vikings. Me too. And I think Jalen hurts fantasy owners are going to be really happy. They got him after this game and Smith and Brown have very, very good matchups and, Goddard sure isn't going to get a zero again. You know what I mean? Like I expect those that passing game to feast, even if Gainwell's the lead back, which is strange to me, but whatever, they'll run the ball fine, no matter who it is. That was one of the surprising big uh, stock yeah. down fantasy wise last week was Deandre Swift. Yeah. Penny was inactive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a weird situation. It is. It is. It is. Uh, but they can still run the ball and Jalen Hurt. Hey, how about this though for Jalen Hurts? You got to stop fumbling the ball. Needs to be a little cleaner with that stuff. Like this is yeah, a, right. it's, it's a career long thing for him. That wasn't just like a ooh, real big fumble in week one. This is something that's that's mm-hmm. dogged him for a while. And you know he carries the ball a lot. And it's just got to be a little bit more careful of the football when, when your team is that good. Don't make mistakes more than okay. You got to make this big play in this big run. One other wrinkle on this game that I should have mentioned a little earlier is I feel like we are selling the Vikings offense a little bit short. 
but they had like zero rushing yards yet last week. And if they're going to ask Cousins on the road Thursday night to drop back 40, 50 times against that pass rush, oh, no, 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 no. Right, yeah. Like the Vikings are a team I want some, I want, you know, Cousins, Jefferson, maybe even Addison on my fantasy team. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to relate to wins this season for them. I, I think it's going to be a tough year. If you can't run the ball and play defense and Cousins is your quarterback, with all respect to him, he's not Mahomes, he's not Allen, he's not Burrow, you know. Well, we'll see it tonight. If the Vikings can prove us wrong, Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles to kick off week number two. And Friday, Matt, will come back and break it all down and make the rest of our picks for week two of the NFL season. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Matt and I, back tomorrow, Peacock and Williamson.